religion was his religion and I was surprised Him believing in Buddha, me believing in God Asked him what are you doing, he said taking my time Meditation is a must, it don't hurt if you try See you thinking too much, plus you too full of yourself Worried about your career, you have a think of your health What did the Indian say? A piece of land what the Indian said, I needed the man Telling me longevity's in the dirt Should buy some property first Your profit the better dollar with generational perks Equity had its best, really you should invest These tangible things expire, don't you expect Income with so much outcome And yes, look at my heritage, we blessed what the black man say A piece of pussy, that's what the black man said I needed to push me to the limit to satisfy my hunger We do it all for a woman from here cut to a wall We like to live in the jungle, like to play in the peach What you saying to me? He said, nigga, come back to reality for a week Pussy is power, fuck on the new bitch every night I wouldn't be prouder, you should allow it A piece of minds, that's what the white man wanted when I rhyme Telling me that he's selling me just for 1099 If I go platinum from rapping, I do the company fine What if I compromise, he said it don't even matter You make a million or more, you're living better than average You're losing your core, following, gaining it all He put the price on my talent, I hit the bank and withdraw Hit the bank and withdraw, hit the bank and withdraw Put myself in the rocket ship and I shot for the stars Look at what you accomplishing, what he said to the bar I'ma make you some promises that you just can't ignore Your profession anonymous as an artist If I don't talk at your market, if you ain't signing your Signature. When I throw you my wallet, a lot of rappers are giving up demo hall in the toilet. Your world tour, your master's mortgage, I need a piece. Let that ride all the way. Woo. We couldn't even pick a bar to Woo. interrupt. I'm over here so hyped. Man. That song by Kendrick Lamar basically sums up every Come on, man. episode of Bars so far. Welcome back. Every episode of Bars. Just everything we have talked about, episodes one through five, that song sums it up and brings us where we are. Of course, it's Dawn in the building. Yep, and Kaleem. Thank y'all for your continued love and support. As always, we just really appreciate you continuing to comment so and like and subscribe. Cause them numbers put and numbers share. on the boards. Yeah, we put putting numbers, numbers on, on the, the boards, board, man. Y'all, yeah. y'all are making this really something amazing and special. So, I, I'm, Thank I, you. yeah, and this is, I think, the one that everybody's been waiting for. This the one I've been waiting for. Yeah. I've been waiting. This for is what everybody it. thought I was gonna talk about from the very beginning. And it's been it's a journey. I wanted to really take it on the path so that by the time you have this conversation, by the time you're ready to really dig into getting investors, your shit's together. You've been acquiring customers. You you're managing yourself. your money. You know yourself. You know your business. And now you go to an investor, you approach them and you feel solid and you feel strong and you giving them an opportunity. To get on a rocket ship yeah. Remember I told so, you so, Like so, Kendrick said Listen That so, rocket so, ship So what you telling me Is basically that If people listen to bars mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they Actually Go through the steps Like the episodes That about time They get to this part Yep They will have developed The confidence Yep And the skill set And if they read even five of them five million books we dropped. I mean, on them. books. We even gave y'all at least thirty. <laughs> this books. whole Alexandra Library we got. I've been there actually. I know. It's amazing. 
sidebar. Yes. Now so, you're ready to talk about investors and cap table talk. Cha-ching. Give me my check. Put some respect on my check. Hey. Pay me in equity. Hey. Watch me reverse out of Okay, so yes, equity. So we're really gonna just like dive in and go back and forth. I know it's gonna be a lot of a lot of me running my mouth clean. Yeah, so do you wanna jump say, in and say something before I just go on my no, I got some we, notes for y'all. We ain't we ain't about I've, to I've, do I've done some about research. she about to run. She got the I've baton. I've done some research and then of course life experience. Yeah, she got the baton. I mean I I enjoy these private conversations that we have around this. Um, I've learned a lot. I did not know anything about the startup space, and I feel like it it just came a thousand miles per hour. But I, I'm appreciative to learn like that, you know, because you know the transparency like we talked about before. And uh, yeah, you you know, Dawn is a for y'all that don't know. Like, I mean, cover this, you know, cover that, cover this. But at the core, I done seen Dawn do. Get real clutch with the business <laughs> on a whole different level of clutch. Um, <laughs> they don't call me LeBron Don for LeBron nothing. LeBron Don, <laughs> grounded, staying grounded. You know, <laughs> the Don Dada. You know what I'm saying? I done seen her get clutch, y'all. And y'all, y'all gonna see shortly when when she publishes uh, some parts of this journey. Yeah, it's but, gonna um, be amazing. So let's let's jump yeah. in. So you ready to talk about getting an investor? And I really just wanna walk you through like again, I'm not an attorney. Um, you know, I'm, this is not legal advice. As always, I'm just talking from my experience, from things I've had to learn the hard way. I mean pain. I mean these lessons came out of pain and tears and struggle and making mistakes and you know I'm just happy to share this information. So the first thing is like you know, know what type of investment you're trying to get, what you're looking for. Like, if you, if we're not talking about loans, we're going to talk about straight up going out and raising money. And there's, there's definitely stages to that. You know, of course, when I first started wanting to raise money, they're like, "What's your skin in the game? How much skin in the game?" That's the word mm-hmm. they mean for how much have you put into it? Mm-hmm. How much money, time, resources? What have you done? Um, before you getting someone else and for me I didn't I didn't invest personal money but I just mm-hmm. agreed like okay I'm going to use my money to pay my salary and I will not take a salary from the business for the first six months to a year because I'm gonna that's my skin in the game making sure I'm taken care of but like that's the first step they're gonna mm-hmm. be like okay what you putting into it and then how are you going to accept these investments so there's different what there's different mean? levels. So like how, what paperwork? Get your paperwork right. So we're gonna first start from the very very beginning, and I think about I'm gonna think about my journey with Flat Out, and then my journey with Popcom, which is was very different. Raising money, you know, out of an accelerator and going after VC money first, and then going after the beginning friends and family. So you're bootstrapping, self you're self funded, and then friends and family. And the friends and family round is when you go and get. Your friends and family And generally non-accredited And you know I'm going to go into Non-accredited versus accredited Which a non-accredited investor To drop that bomb Chris just the general boop, 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 boop. No. No, that, That's, that's <laughs> the one that got us all started <laughs> This got this rant started was Accredited versus so, non-accredited So I, I was talking about on my epic rant about how can't invest with them They can't invest with right, us Right just went off We good enough But we ain't good enough to invest beside them <laughs> That's a Snippet from my Who's epic rant, but basically talking about how you know the wealthy use investments to get wealthy and to stay wealthy, and in order to invest in startups and privately held companies along with venture capital, 
in institutional capital is they require you to be accredited, which accredited means you make $250,000 a year as an individual or $300,000 as a couple. And, you know, most people, I nobody I know made that kind of money. I might have one family member that made that kind of money. And so that really leaves us out of deals. And I was talking about how... You know, how do you expect people to get wealthy if they can't invest with you? If you're saying you can't get in early on these tech companies oh, right. because you're not accredited. It's Keep in mind, toast. you know, you could be making, yeah. a, you can, a person can manage your money like we talked about in the last episode, managing your money where you could easily afford to be an angel and drop 10, 20, 30, however, yeah. thousand. And, Absolutely. but if you're not accredited, so it means you, you can't people invest got money with them. like that. Yeah. So to be able to have to say to your friend, to your your relatives, your friends and family, once you get to the VC level, that oh no, you know, Uncle So and So, no, Mom and Dad, you can't invest in my round because you're not accredited, and that's a way of just another way of keeping us out, right. another way of and keeping us from being able to generate, create wealth. But there's laws and things have changed, so I'm definitely gonna talk about that. But jump so, in. So when you're when you're talking about how the friends and family. You know, we had this conversation before about um, even if you had started something before, and let's say, you know, you had the ownership with just a couple of, you know, maybe two people, but you had already kind of said, you know, we're going to be, you know, an eight-member LLC, right? So talk about the, the idea of maybe that not being so well for uh, an investor, as in they want the, they want a wide open ground level nope can't have all these people nope you know all of that stuff yeah I mean and that's one way they keep it out let's say you know which I'm gonna let me just I'm gonna get right to it okay. the next thing this is perfect it's gonna be segue into that friends and family friends and family round and then you're at that moment where it's like okay you've already tapped out your friends and family you know the your first immediate friends and family. So for me, I like money from my dad or really, really close friends, but haven't really reached out to my network, of course, because there really wasn't a way to do it until now with, you can do crowdfunding. So again, accredited, not accredited, then an angel round, which angel is still high net worth individuals. Usually they're accredited, but they're angels. They're not VCs. Right. They're angels. And I just want to also say, like, for people who think that black people are not investing, my, my angels, so my friends and family round were black, Mm-hmm. My angels, my early angels were black. My high, worth, high net worth individuals were people that invested in me from between ten to a hundred thousand dollars from one person. A hundred thousand wow. dollars from a high net worth individual wow. angel, yeah. black angel. So you know they do exist and they are out there. I think it's just. Um, Can you just quickly touch on the difference? Just quickly, I know that's not our main. On point. angel and yeah. versus angel and so angel yes. is generally accredited, mm-hmm. an accredited individual angel versus uh, versus just a general friends and family that's right. not doesn't have to be accredited. And then a v- venture capital institutional investor is venture capitalists. They raise a fund so mm-hmm. they get money from other people, put mm-hmm. it in a fund, and then yeah. they go invest it and they get paid for managing that. Yeah. So VCs are not investing their money. Angels are. That's why I wanted you to talk yeah. about it. Angels are. That's their money. So they're investing yeah. in things that, you know, they're believing in this, in this their own personal money. So looping back in where Kaleem asked about, you know, ways to do that, how to get that money, a way to get that is through crowdfunding. And, and with the Jobs Act, Title III Jobs Act, passed by President Obama, jumpstart our business mm-hmm. startups in 2012, passed this where you can now raise up to a million and seventy thousand dollars. Per calendar year, per 12 months 
um, from non-accredited investors, which means now for the first time you can go out. And we're not lawyers. We're not lawyers. We're not giving legal advice at all. This is all on the Internet. You can go out and you can raise capital from your network as an alternative to going straight mm. to VC. Okay. You know, we talked about equity and ownership mm. and, and what, we what talked about, the, which maybe I did didn't, picking investors say? that align with you, picking the right yeah. investors. What did the Indians say? You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? <laughs> so picking the right investors that align with you and generally that's angels. They believe in you. They have some experience in that area. They can offer some insight, some knowledge, some expertise, some trade secrets um, before you go that further route you know because it's so important to invest go after investors like they're humans like can you get along with them this is a marriage Mm -hmm. so you can get closer with the angels and before you go off the vc route and that's just you know does the accelerators incubators um we know that they work with venture and we know that they can yeah. put you in those networks. Accelerators are actually VCs angels? also. Right. Like, uh, Techstars, you know, they're 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 a VC as well. And so they go out and raise raise a fund and they invest in, in these each city has a fund manager, which is a managing director, which is your MD. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they pick you and they invest in you and they vet you and that's they manage that that fund for that city and they have their associates associates to work with them. So it's so VCs and, and accelerators are kind of the same, but except, except for accelerators, really are the VCs that hold your hand through the 12 or 15 weeks and really help you. A lot of the other ones just don't. They give you the check. It's you know goes along with their investment thesis, what they like to invest in, and then they just like you know run with it. But we're not even really there yet because mm-hmm. now we're just still in like okay, you you can go the bootstrap, friends and family. Go crowdfunding and raise from friends and family. And if you're like, you know what, I really want to go this VC route. You know, where do I start? The starting point is understanding your company value. Um, I, I made a mistake, and I thought that you let VCs tell you what your value is. So waiting mm. for waiting to get a term sheet. Okay. But, I, but in hindsight, and what I do now, and what I've done recently in our most recent um, closing of financing, is negotiated, presented my own term sheet, and had researched evaluation that I believe was fair based on, you know, where we are. Um, and so... That I, I did that by kind of comparing comps the way that you do on a house, buying oh, a house. Yeah. So, you know, going on Crunchbase and PitchBook, which are resources that you can see companies that have raised money and what valuation they mm-hmm. raised it at and how much they raised historically and then who so invested that becomes, in them. That becomes a use case for And you. it helps me to see yeah. who's investing in, in my industry. So if there's a company that's similar to Popcom or Flat Art or whatever, I say who invested in them because those investors get it. So I look and see who's on their cap table. I want to invest. I want to work with investors who understand what the hell I'm doing. Yeah. So if you've never invested in anything like I'm doing, nobody in your firm and in your fund has experience in my in my industry. Why would I take a check from you and you you're gonna really hold me back? And I learned this the hard way. Mm. I check the che- I take checks because I needed to get the checks in, but then when I need some help, it's like I don't know nothing about this. So we can't do any follow on. Their their expectations are unrealistic because they have no concept of how my industry works. Hmm. So building relationships with investors, human relationships, and really getting to know them and understanding who else is in their portfolio. Um, You can also go the route of getting your value. And and I don't, I didn't need to get a 409A valuation when I did my my seed because I, you know, the valuation was coming out of Accelerator and I just, you know, I used those papers to, to raise capital. 
but having your documents in order is, is so important. You know, I did use some templates, like, so there's instruments, right? You can have a, you can raise an equity round or you can raise a debt round, which is convertible notes and safes. And um, the difference really is, which of course, I'm not a lawyer, but a convertible note is um, where basically it's a loan and they can, at the end of that loan term, they can either get equity um, at a discount or they can get their money back with interest. And on a safe, it's like a convertible note, but they do not get their money back. They're just going to get, they're just getting a discount on that future equity um, at the value at the end of that term. But there's, there's still, you need to understand your documents. And I did. I was using template documents and I didn't read all of the all of the language. I read it all, but I didn't understand what it meant around mm-hmm. control. Yeah. And what the most important thing mm-hmm. when it comes to the cap table, it's not so much the shares, it's the control. And so you have to really pay attention to those terms around control and the language around control mm-hmm. in board seats in the very early stages of your documents. Read your documents right. and have your own attorney and have your own securities attorney. Read documents. Do not do template documents because some of those things are... Those simple documents are really written for the benefit of investors and not for the founder. They're not founder friendly. So real quick, just for I know we just have a lot of a lot of entrepreneurs, different places uh, tuning in uh, cap table real quick. Capitalization table is details of who owns your company, mm-hmm. who who invested at what amount and what percentage and are there different terms dilution, anti-dilution you know, all the terms around their investment and when it converts, if you have an employee stock option pool, which we discussed you know, when are they vested, you have to reserve yeah. those shares for them, so the cap table is a complete look at your business and how, who has interest in when they'll be vested and, and that's something you have to manage ongoing, have your attorney um, manage that, it's also great software that come out, like Card where you can also get valuations and manager cap table. Wow. And also Gust has a cap table management platform as well. And Gust is a great place to find investors. Gust as well as uh, AngelList um, is a great place to connect with investors. And just tons and tons of information on those sites as well. But always have your own lawyer. That's the key. Like I made the mistake of thinking I could you know, rely on Accelerator and rely on template docs. And I missed some key language that had me in a, a situation where I had to go back and really um, fight for my equity back um, and for my control, which, you know, that's another. That's we're going to keep going. Yeah. Um, but after that, <laughs> so, you, you know, got your valuation together. You know what kind of docs you're investing on. And then, you know, how do you meet the investors? That's something people always ask. How do you meet them? Where are they? And you know they're they're of course online i just gave two sites but just going being in the building yeah being everywhere i was everywhere i mean yes i i was living i was in la in accelerator i was in miami i was living in boulder colorado living here in columbus ohio but i'm always playing where i need to be i'm where i need to be i'm in the rooms where they're going to see me and continue to see me and build those organic relationships and then have other founders the best way to get an introduction to an investor is from another founder from another investor or within their personal network, you know. So um, also building relationship with founders because I always refer other founders. If I believe in them and I know the type of uh, founders that my investors are looking for, I'm going to put them on because Mm. it's a win-win. So also don't just... 
you know, I, I go to networking events and people will be on the stage. And at the end of the event, everybody will line up to talk to the speaker. When I'm mm-hmm. like, the people you need to be talking to are sitting yeah, next to you. They're other. around you. These Absolutely. are the people. These are the people that you really need to be talking Absolutely. to and build relationships It'll with be because whole, they can. It's a whole business. You know, it is. And room. so it's like you're you're, <laughs> if you you're make networking. Up with five people, you will exactly. Have those a are the whole ones. Small company, so yeah. that's how you meet them, and it takes time. The relationships that I've built for years. I mean, honestly, it took time the same way it did with customer acquisition. When I talk about how long it took us to close our big customer deal it took me a year to get my lead investor not from asking for them for money building a relationship keeping them updated i used to send out weekly updates to um everybody on my list you know Mm -hmm. and i have a list i do send out quarterly updates to my network i send out monthly investor updates i send out quarterly shareholder updates and then of course we have a weekly team meeting so keeping people updated and knowledgeable about what's going on with you that way you don't have to go back and pitch to them they know what's up and you're not going to them when you're asking for something you're they know they see your progress and they also see that your bumps in the road and they realize okay they staying in there the, the bars that Christy dropped last week, businesses do not go close or go out of business because they run out of money, because they run out of faith. And it's true. When you say, you know what, I give up on this, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. That's when they close. And, and so it's just, it's so important to just, again, build relationship with the investors who want, who want to see you in and circle back to that. And then control. Just mention a little bit about the board seats um, and investor rights, which are which are normally written into the docs, these very very long 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 docs, um, and all you see is a dollar sign on the term sheet, but there's language in there that can really hurt you. So just make sure that you're reading it. And just recently, I became aware of something that's called super voting stock. And again, I'm not a lawyer. This information I found online to share with you right now. My lawyer advised me on this, and my lawyer also advised me on how to. Um, have different classes of shares on my cap table, which mm-hmm. I suggest that you really work closely with your attorneys to set your company up in a way a that you right can here, maintain y'all. control of your company long term. I'm going to read something directly from um, just, you know, online. Super voting stock permits a limited number of stockholders to retain or gain control of a company without having to own more than 50% of all common stock that's outstanding. It's also called controlling stock. So basically it's saying you don't have to own more than 50% of the company to make the decision. So you can still dilute yourself equity wise and still maintain control. Everybody should take a like read about Mark Zuckerberg's how he set up Facebook and his voting. Take a look at that. I'm going to just leave you let that let you sit that there. Um, I'm going to sit that there. The next one is um, common practice is to assign more voting rights to one class of stock than the other. Usually the purpose of super voting shares is to give key company insiders greater control over the company's voting rights and thus its board and corporate actions. That, for example, I'm just going to throw just an example. Kaleem and I are voting. Mm-hmm. His vote's worth one vote. Mine is worth seven. That's a super. That means if I have a board of, you know, five people and they all have one and, and say mine is worth five, well, I'm still going, I'm still in control. Right. So it's like you have a say-so, but you're not in control. And then you can still sell equity in the company without worrying about that. Now, again, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not saying it works for everybody this way. I don't, I'm not saying you can turn around and change it after you've already set it up. These are things to think about when you're really getting started on how you want your company to be structured. And I learned this from another founder. I didn't even learn this from my attorney. These are things investors don't tell you, don't want you to know. I never learned yeah. that in Techstars. They didn't tell, why not? You know why? Because they're a VC. Why would, why, why would I have this, right. all the votes? 
right. <laughs> why would they be like hey founders take all the votes we want you to have right. all the decision making over our money essentially yep. in your company so no but another founder and that's why I feel like we have responsibility to share information you know with each other that, that could change the whole game honestly it People definitely can that. it definitely can and so um, of course, you know, you raise your first round generally. I mean, everybody runs out of money. I don't know any founder at all that has not run out of money um, in their seed or series A. At some point, run out of money. It just kind of it, inevitable. So there's other rounds, the bridge rounds, where it's like you're not quite ready for a series A. Um, you, you're not happy with where your revenue is at and you want to raise money at a higher valuation because you don't want to keep diluting yourself down. Diluting yourself down means selling more of your stock to where you go from your idea you own 100% or you and your co-founder 50-50 and you keep diluting down. With every time you sell shares, you have less. So, you know, so, I've had investors like this Kendrick Lamar bar. Yeah, that's, what I, that's where I was going. Drop it. What did he say? What was that bar? Something about don't worry about it because right. you're making a million. You're doing That's good enough. Than you're doing better than average. I had yeah. an investor tell me this is in the C round, you guys. They were trying to get me to raise 1.5 million on a three million uh, valuation on a convertible note. That's half right there. And they're telling. I said, well, what's it going to look like in two years? You know, when these convert, what's it going to look like when I raise a price round and then it's time to convert all these all these notes into common stock or preferred shares or whatever these stipulations are? What's going to look like for me? And they're like, well. Well, you might you'll be around 30 percent and that's good well good to who who good to who it was a hundred percent mine i don't you didn't invest enough money for me to survive forever i'm at 30 percent. i'm gonna be at 30 percent, and then it's good for who so then when i need to get more then what's gonna happen and they say well you know what's that they say well 10 um 10% of a billion is better than 100% of nothing but you know or, or a million I mean no it's really not when you look at the, when you really take a minute and break down not just the money you know but how much time you spend how many years you put into it what your salary is what the cost it is on your health and all the things you deal with at the end of it you walk away with 10% I mean then at this point you're now an employee of your company you're not the majority shareholder you're not making you know you don't control yeah the votes you have a job and you, by the way you can be fired if you don't have the right people around you by the way they could vote you out if yeah. you don't set yourself up with these with these super voting rights that we've heard about or protect yourself in a way where there's several ways to protect yourself I'm, and I'm great I'm not a lawyer but even having different types of shared classes with different types of voting rights so do the do the work research everything that I'm telling you research Man. research I'm this not an expert <laughs> but I got my shit together and yeah. I just thank God that I had the people around me to be like, hey, right. get it together. And so this is why bars are so important because, I mean, nobody ever sat me down and told me these things. Right. So, again, I mean, anything you want to add to this? Kaleem, you've seen some things. You've seen some things <laughs> since you've been with the team. Oh, absolutely. Because I'm um, so transparent with you guys about yeah. everything. Yeah. So, I mean, the battles and... You know the, the the politics and you know just just the the fight. Investors aren't your friends. And 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 you know, and you've come on the calls and just said you know, hey, I've been you know, Don real spiritual, y'all. So I understand why she don't fuck with the alchemist all like that. But <laughs> but she be like, I just came off this water fast for three days. <laughs> I've been thinking. <laughs> 
I'm not going to work to just make investors rich. It's just not going to happen. So, there's that. <laughs> Are y'all rocking with me or not? And it's like, it, it, it's the realest thing that you said, like, and I thought about it, like, man, like, wow. it It is insane how a person who sets out to be an entrepreneur, um, you know, to change the world, to and they do that so they can own their time and autonomy and decisions. And that's why a person wants to become an entrepreneur, to control their destiny. And over, like you said, looking at checks instead of net worth how a person ends up an employee of people who really don't care um and just came to 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 to, to get to siphon out you know all of the stuff and then yeah. they're working for that yeah. the same reason they probably quit their job peace of mind you know what i'm saying right <laughs> peace of mind you know it's like then like you probably quit your job at some point you jumped in at some point you know you, you took out loans raised credit at some point all in the name of freedom of like yo i'm gonna control my destiny i got an idea i see the future and then man somebody summoning you into your company like what's up with this and like you know what man you out of here you out of here bye bye and it's like wow and you think like they wouldn't do that to me because we're cool like we go hang out at the conferences stuff, right. and we have dinners and I know your kids but at the end of the day you know I've seen this happen to several founders very that are close to me at the end of the day they're going to make decisions for them their best interests their LPs you know this information that I was on my rant talking about I read something that said the average VC makes over 600,000 a year um, you know, not all of them, of course. There's different levels. You know, the small, smaller funds, but these big boy VCs, they're making a ton, a shit ton of money. And they actually had a, one of my VCs had an issue with with me paying myself a salary that was like just. I mean, it, it was insulting to me that they were even had an issue with my salary. Right, how could you be mad? Like, how could you? I mean, oh, that's a that's a decent salary. What for who? Like. I mean, I have a child that has to go to school that, and I take care of my family. And this is certainly below six figures that I'm speaking of, you guys. I'm not talking about nothing crazy. Like I told you in the last episode, I have, you know, equity. So I don't take a crazy salary. Right. My, my interest is always the best interest of the company because I have a responsibility to other people and, and, and to my investors that I take seriously and to my shareholders that I take seriously. So I'm always making decisions in the best interest of the company. And no, it's not in the best interest of the company to raise the money and then pay myself a whole fat big salary. It does not make any sense. Like, it's not sustainable. It doesn't. It's not responsible. You know, I, I definitely always think in terms of doing the best thing. And, you know, and then I look at people that are my peers. They may not look like me, but they're my peers. And they spend money way different. And they can take liberties and do things that I just cannot do and I tell my fellow you know black founders and, and underrepresented founders in general like we really don't get a lot of chances you don't you can't you can't mm. mess up a lot you can't mess up a lot and I and I and I okay fell forward and all those things and I believe in that and that's that's the way but when it comes to venture capital dollars you don't have the liberty to go out and raise several million dollars and then mess that money up and think they're going to come right back and invest in you again like it happens right. with some of our peers you know it right. doesn't work like that they they just don't do that so you have to i feel like we all have a responsibility to when you get money from investors for the culture manage Man. your money right for the culture like 
try your best, you know, keep the faith and and what a lot of us, you know, shout out to the the women in the Vanity Fair. Many of those ladies are good friends of mine. Shout out to the under 40 black women who've raised a million dollars including yeah, myself. Man, that um, and, and we're doing things that never been done before and we have to so set we we pattern matching we have to be the new pattern you can invest in black women and get a return i feel responsible to to do that i feel responsible to do that and i take it very seriously and that's why again we're doing bars because i want i'm tired of seeing black women not representing ourselves well as, as good as we can and not having our shit together and you know just founders in general too like not having our our stuff together where we're tight Right. You know, there's too much information. We got to keep it tight. All entrepreneurs, be tight. Tighten all the way up. There's no handouts, you know? And so, again, investors, back to the investor vibe. Um, I definitely had to raise money because our product could not be built without money. Um, I didn't code, so I had to hire people to build it. I don't build hardware with my hands physically. I had to pay someone. But, of course, like we talked about before, customer money. Having traction Focusing your time on that uh, I'm a part of a group of women Called Visible Figures Started by Stephanie Lampkin of Blendor And she started it after the movie Hidden Figures Because mm-hmm. she said we don't want to have the black women Us black women in tech Be hidden We want to be visible And we're going to stick Let's together go. and want to help each other And there's I, I think every woman on that ven- in that Vanity Cover magazine, and as well as several other Black women who are um, tech founders, are in this group together, and we share resources. And they, all of these women, are amazing. They share resources openly, freely. There's so many of them. I mean, you, all of the ones you see, they're there, and we're we're, we're working together, and helping each other. But we were talking the other day about how long it takes you to raise rounds. Of course, we've all raised different amounts from, you know, half a million to some of them, 20 million or so, you know? Mm-hmm. And how long did it take you to raise that? And some talk about six months to a year to close rounds. And, you know, I was thinking to myself, like, man, if we spent that six months to a year instead of convincing, flying out of the valley, going to New York, convincing the, these investors, can they please invest in us? Take that, keep that same energy Get customers and spend the time really do a Reg CF campaign and raise it from your from your friends and family in increments of two hundred fifty dollars. That two fifty stacks up that adds up. You know somebody yeah. can invest two fifty, somebody can invest five thousand, but it's like spending a year convincing people that really don't want to invest in you that that they should. When you got these black angels out here and these people that I told you high net worth high net worth individuals that just don't know what to invest in, hmm. and you know they're like, where do I go? Go to go to Start Engine. There's there's go to Republic. Go to hmm. Kickstarter. Go to Indiegogo. You can invest in startups right now. Everybody listening can invest in startups right now. Yeah, I, I, I love the stories. A lot of the stuff that um, you know, y'all follow follow the stories. It'd be Flash. Um, information like oh invest in this company you ever heard of this black owned company they're doing yep yep so yeah you you know so I'm, I'm gonna let it leave it at that and I think we could just I gave you enough information I hope you took notes a lot of key things you need to look into and we're gonna just roll into the books and that was a lot of information to absorb you know and the last thing I'll say about the investors that a lot of us almost all of us 
we get caught up in some bad terms at some time. It's like when you got bad credit and you got to get a car and you got that insane interest rate. Or you get a house and you get a mortgage and then you get your credit right and you go refinance. You can renegotiate these terms of, mm-hmm. of these investments. Do not think that you cannot negotiate with investors and do not think that you can't renegotiate. And I've proven that. You know, I've I written and renegotiated the terms that I took that I felt like, you know what, these aren't good for the company. And you know what, I know last year I said this was a good deal, but now it's not. It's not good for us. You're choking us. We're in a chokehold. Mm. We're ch- you're literally choking us with these terms. And I had to fight for it. But just know that you can go and fight. And I've had it. They'll say this things so like, real, claw back your shares. Claw, you know, investors say to me, you claw back your shares. And and that 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 terms. Just, yeah, just the whole the, visual. Clawing back my shit. But, you know, I get it. It's just... It was my responsibility to be aware of the term. So I take it. At the end of the day, I I accept full responsibility for everything that happens, good and bad. Mm. I accept responsibility. So, you know, I I will be okay with, all right, I signed some deals that really wasn't the best to sign. I probably shouldn't have did that. You know, but moving forward, now I know. And that's why, again, Bars is here. And I really want everybody to understand what you're signing, what you're giving up, what you're doing. You know, understand your valuation. Don't just take less than what you're worth just to have money. It's not worth it at the end of the day. Maintain control of your company as much as you can. You know, put people on your board that really understand your industry, that care about the company, that want the company to win. Not just investors that are watching over their money and managing you and micromanaging you who don't really understand the business. You need people contributing that can really help guide you as a leader and guide the company and also always be looking out for the best interest of the company and the stakeholders at all times. Yeah, so I just like how you phrased that. Um, you know, and obviously we love backstage capital. Love and backstage. It, it proves that it's proving it's proving something that has been missing from, you know, the idea of business, which should naturally because when, you know, straight white men run this space then you're going to get certain norms. But when you see other people uh, from various backgrounds, they bring in their culture and their norms. And, you know, so the culture is shifting as it becomes more diverse because it's representative of more ideologies than just, it is, this is this and this. People are understanding, no, actually, if I actually... What I care about doesn't have to be separate from my business. Right. I can care deeply about my business because... And, and I can make good decisions. Like, as in, a person cares deeply about their family, it doesn't make them... You, you're not less of a parent because you care about your kids so much that it blocks your logic. Right. No, actually, your care for the kid makes your logic that much better. Yep. Because I have to make better decisions now because I care. You know, I want to see this win. So... My EQ is popping in. My IQ is popping in. That's right. You know what I'm saying? We talked about this emotional intelligence, all of this. It's so important to like, like you said, I've seen that, to align yourself with people who get it on all the levels. Yes, we're here to make money. Facts. (laughs) But we're also here to do something kind of epic. Facts too. And we're also here because of this. Like we can show up for a lot of reasons. It doesn't have to be one. Like I'm just here to make money. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you can have that and some, and some, and some. You can I'm all make that money. and then some. Okay, sorry. Tall black and then some. Okay, sorry. Bars. Okay. Bars. So, that's my rant. You feel me? I love that rant. And that can, you can roll into a book. Do you have a book? I have. To, we've been giving y'all so much Man, books, but we are readers. Leaders are always readers. Look. So, you know, you got something because I have three. I can drop some. Well, you have three. I have. The one that I know from this list already, which is the venture deals. Bam. And we talked about this before, but the website askthevc.com is a great resource. So check out that website for sure. There's great articles and things, and it's just by the authors of venture deals. Yeah, really bright. Like, especially for me being new to the space, like when I read that, I was like, oh my. Like, you know, again, it's that language piece. I was illuminated. I felt like I could even be show up as a better team member because I knew from the other people who had like startup experience, it, it very quickly I learned, okay, I'm gonna have to catch up in how things work on this side. This is yeah. not enterprise, this is not that. This is something different. We're talking the same stuff, but the way we're talking it and how we're moving around it is a whole different world. So that book was definitely dope um, to break me in. A book that I really enjoy is so thick, you guys. It's such a big book. It's called Barbarians at the Gate, The Fall of R.J.R. Nabisco. And it's really... Oh, wow. The, the, hmm. the summary, I put up the summary so I can articulate it good, and it says, Barbarians at the Gate is arguably the most famous book about investment banking ever written. It is a true story of the $25 billion battle for control of the American biscuit and tobacco company, R.J.R. Nabisco, manufacturer of the Oreo cookie and R.J. Reynolds cigarettes. This is like an epic American business story. Oh, so, wow. like, for me... Understanding the high level business and how it is so good because it's like the takeover, the the corporate battles, the struggles because these things happen on a small level. Like, I can relate to this stuff, even though they're talking about 25 billion dollars, right? A couple million, the pain is still like the levels you feel the pain, like more money, more problems for real. It's like more money, different problems, but you still feel that pain, yeah. And I get it. Like, reading that book was like, whoa, this is big business. And also helped me realize that I don't want to be the CEO of a publicly traded company. I don't want to do that with my life. Like, I know my exit point. I know that, you know, when it comes time to deal with that level of business and that volume and that, I, it's time for somebody to step up. Know yourself. Know yourself. I know myself. And the last part, last one is actually a Medium article written by a friend, Devin Dixon, not a relative. It's D-I-X-O-N. But he's on Medium. It's called the VC Hierarchy of Funding. And he broke out, he broke it down in a really easy, great way to read it based on really Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Mm -hmm. And he just made it a, a VC version. And it was, it really is accurate. It's super accurate, actually. And so check Devin out on Medium. And you can also follow me on Medium while you're at it. Because I got some hey. nice content out on Medium hey. as well. Anything else to add? You know? Just... No. No? Okay. No, I, well, I mean, listen. This is robust. I mean, if, if again, you covered it, but... So much more to it. It's so yeah, deep. It, it's so deep. You must you have know, a little like, attorney. You must have a security attorney. You must have a general counsel. Read all your contracts. Know what you're signing. Know what you're giving up. But it comes out the vault. It comes out of real experience. That's why I appreciate it. I, I'm, I'm a part of that experience. So. Yeah, thanks for being on the journey. It it's wild, you guys. <laughs> you know, one day I'll definitely be more specific. We've had some real investor wars on the low, but it's all good because we came out on top, you know. It's, it's 
48 laws of power, you guys. I remember asking the shit too. Uh, I, told, I said, man, you know, is this, is this common in this space? He said, man, to get an investor to do anything is uncommon. Yeah, we definitely renegotiated our terms. Let alone renegotiate. Yeah, it was hard. It was hard. Epic. But it can be done. <laughs> it can be done. I, I got my company back, and that's that's good. But it's it's still, you know, we're on the road. So, hey, this is a journey. You, you, yeah, we still. It's a journey. So, as always, <laughs> like, comment, subscribe. We're and going share. to be on IG Live for Bars Live Monday, um, 8 p.m. Eastern. Bars. Uh, you know, we, we announce who our guest is, as always, on Instagram. So, definitely stay tuned. And thanks for just being there, man. Yeah, thanks for being on the journey, y'all. Peace. Said to the bar, I'ma make you some promises that you just can't ignore.